Welcome to the AUSA podcast. I'm Brenna, the Director of Student Activities. And I'm Luke, the podcast producer here. In order to foster connections, encourage community, and create fun, we host the podcast each week. We're here to help you navigate life on campus, life as a college student, and how to see God in both. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and happy Friday. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have Isabel with us, and we're going to talk about gentleness, kindness, and compassion. I want to start by saying I have a little bit of a cold, so gentleness is going to be a hard <laughs> word for me to say. You know when you're like little in elementary school, and it's like so hard to say the sounds? Uh-huh. I say elementary school because I feel like I always think of that when I think of like a third grader. <laughs> I'm like, you have a cold, I can tell, because you can't say Oh, because you sound like a third grader. Because uh, yeah. you sound like a third grader. That's how I feel right now. I feel like anyway, third graders also always have a cold. That feels true, too. Yeah. That's why I'm like, well, you know when you're kids. in elementary school? Yeah, oh, they gosh, do. They do. kids. Isabel, we're happy you're here. Yeah. yeah. Um, t- tell us a bit about yourself. You've done this before, but it was, I think, like a little quick, and it was way back oh, yeah. 100 million years ago. <laughs> it was. It really was. Um, hey, guys. I'm Isabel. This is my second semester on the team. Um, a little bit about myself. I am a junior this year, which feels really, really crazy that the time has just flown by, and I'm already halfway done with this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I am from Simpsonville. I've been there for the past 10 years of my life. That's where all my formative years are. So I say that's where I grew up now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I come from a loud, big, crazy family. I am a special education major. And I love people and I love God. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's those two last things are why. Like, I was thinking of who. Who is like the kindest, most compassionate person I know? <laughs> and then the person I reached out to first couldn't come on the podcast. And I was like, okay, Isabel. Um, we should take bets on if Isabel will cry. Oh, 100%. She texted, hold on. <laughs> hold on. She texted me earlier um, and she said, uh, me sitting on my couch crying, parentheses, actually, over the fact that Jesus himself is the most compassionate man to ever it's exist true. so that I won't cry on the podcast. But he's for sure, she's for sure going to cry. She probably podcast. will still. Um, I love it. Oh, man. I've gotten a little teary the past few ones. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. Anyway, yeah, we're talking about gentleness, kindness, and compassion today. Mm-hmm. And I think to start, like, I, however much you want to share, like, I think your story of why you chose your major and sort of, mm-hmm. like, like why you're passionate about that is really special. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so just talk a little bit about that. And Yeah. So it's kind of, um, so it kind of began in, well, ever since I was young, actually, I have definitely had a huge, huge heart for um, the marginalized and the people who aren't as seen or um, may be looked down upon or discriminated Mm -hmm. just on differences. Mm -hmm. Like that's something that my parents have literally instilled in me since I was born. Um, I'm very thankful that they have just raised me to like see people mm-hmm. as they are um, and to love them as they are. And so ever since I was young, like I've always just had a heart for people who are different. Um, and so when I was in middle school, I was first introduced like to the world of special education through my volleyball coach. And she saw something in me um, that I really didn't see in myself as someone who like 
could do this as a future career <laughs> at the time. Um, and she really just took me under her wing. And um, honestly, as a little seventh grader, I spent like every single free moment that I had in my middle school years, like in the special education classroom, because I truly just found these students like to be my friends. Um, and it was so, so sweet. And I learned um, that our differences just make us so special yeah. and that um, the differences that the world would have um, labeled them as and the world would have seen them as unworthy and not capable of doing things in their future. Like I just saw those to be so false through getting to know them and loving them. And so I really just had a passion and still for special education in my middle school years and then continuing through my high school years. But another big part of this is that I have a brother who is um, very severely mentally disabled. And so I have grown up with him for the past 12 years because he's adopted. So he hasn't always been in our family. Um, and I didn't even really make the connection that like mm -hmm. the that one of the reasons why George is in my family is like equip is that it was equipping me in this future calling that the Lord had for me as a special mm -hmm. edu educator. Um, and so I just think it's so cool that like the Lord has used my own brother in many, many ways in my life, but one of them being that he's equipping me to be um, just a more knowledgeable and a more compassionate and gentle special educator because like mm -hmm. I've lived through it and I know it and I know what it's like to be in a family that deals with it. It's just, it's just something that I'm more aware of now. So. I love that. Yeah. yeah thanks. Thanks mm -hmm. for sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, how do you think, I'm always interested in like this answer from like really anyone who does work with like, like you said, like the marginalized and things like that and just feels a call toward them, like whether it's like a homeless ministry or really whatever it is, like how have the things that you've learned and seen and kind of experienced that have shaped you and that like been helpful in a broader sense as mm. like a friend or like yeah. on student activities or like you lead a community group for yeah. BCM, um, like basically what have you learned through that mm. about like being a person? Yeah. Mm. Um, I have learned the importance of seeing people for where they truly are mm. um, and not trying to put people in a box, um, but truly loving them in the way that like they need in that specific moment, um, mm. like seeing a person as an individual and loving them because of it and yeah. loving them well in that way. Mm. I'd say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I guess moving into like the bulk of our discussion. Um, yeah, I wanted to start by reading this verse from Colossians. It's Colossians 3.2 or 3.12. Sorry. Um, it says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And I think like this is like end of episode thing, but I'm just going to say it now. I think that all of those five things together specifically compassion, kindness, and gentleness, how those things kind of come together and like really flesh out in like a, like a bullet list sort of way, like what mm -hmm. love is and what love looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I was never really like taught or sh not shown, I was shown it, but I was never taught mm -hmm. what compassion, kindness, and gentleness were, what those mm -hmm. things look, looked like. Um, and so I guess I think like, that's kind of what I wanted to do this episode. Mm -hmm. And and first, first and foremost, like, okay, so why are 
gentleness, kindness, and compassion, important things to Mm -hmm. being a person and interact Mm -hmm. with other people. And how do all these things come together? I think when I think of why they matter, um, JT Turner, Mm -hmm. Bethany Turner, my best friend, her husband, he often says, or often points out that like, the church can get a bad rap, but the church has always been there. Mm -hmm. Like the church is the reason that people are healed because it Mm -hmm. believes in people being healed. Mm -hmm. And so we have hospitals because the church paves the way for people to be healed. Mm -hmm. Um, And is that too simple? Maybe. I always Mm -hmm. struggle with, am I saying, am I oversimplifying this? This is not all the way true, maybe. But anyway, so I think, um, I think as the church and as the body of believers, we, they are important because this is how the world heals. Um, Like without gentleness, compassion and kindness, it's just a tough world. Like it's even (laughs) more sad than it is now. And it's already Mm -hmm. hard. Um, And so I think because this is like the, I don't know, no believer or not, nobody thinks that being gentle, kind and compassion is a bad idea. Um, Nobody is like, those are bad things to be. Mm. Um, And do they get distorted and we think about them weird? Sure. Mm. Um, Like does gentleness get confused for never speaking up? Mm. Yes. Um, And I think we'll get to some of those things, but I think the world goes around and kindness comes, gentleness comes, compassion comes because that's the way we were set to walk. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if that all the way answers it, but that's for sure. What first came to mind. Yeah. And you said like, believer or not, these things are important, but like even more so for the follower of Jesus, like literally this is modeled directly in Jesus. Like I think of when, in, um, when Jesus weeps with, um, Lazarus's friends, when they think Mm -hmm. that Lazarus is Mm -hmm. dead. And I think of when, the feeding of the 5,000, it literally says like Jesus had compassion on the crowd and he was Mm -hmm. like, let me give them something to eat. Mm. And I think of when Jesus says, I'm gentle and lonely in heart, like it's literally who Jesus is. And as Mm -hmm. people who are daily living to look more and more like Jesus, like it is so important that these are characteristics that we run towards and that we ask God to mold us into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think of Jesus' conversation with the rich young ruler. Um, and he, they're like going and going and going. Mm. He just doesn't get it. Mm. And it says Jesus looked at him and loved him. Mm. And then like he left. Mm-hmm. Like the rich young ruler just like didn't get it and yeah. didn't want to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, like Jesus had compassion on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I think going through each each one of these, um, like and talking about okay, what is compassion? What what is compassion not? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe what isn't compassion. I don't know. Like, yeah. Um, and I think I, I like I wrote a kind of sentence for each of these um, that I think sums up my experience with these. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think that these are mutually exclusive. Like, I think mm-hmm. there's so much overlap between these three things, <laughs> three things, especially because I think they're at the heart of what love is, mm-hmm. um, like practical love. Um, so, like, compassion is loving others in the middle of their suffering with empathy and understanding mm-hmm. and kindness and gentleness. Um <laughs> I want to read this quote by mm-hmm. one of my favorite um, theologians, uh, Henry Nowen. He said that compassion is hard because it requires the inner disposition to go with others to the place where they are weak, vulnerable, lonely, and broken. But this is not our spontaneous response to suffering. What we desire most is to do away with suffering by fleeing from it or finding a quick cure for it. As busy, active, relevant people, we want to earn our bread by making a real contribution. This means 
first and foremost, doing something to show that our presence makes a difference. And so we ignore mm-hmm. our greatest gift, which is our ability to enter into solidarity with those who suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that last little bit, like we ignore our greatest gift, our ability to enter into solidarity, blah, blah, blah um, really, really reminds me of um, the passage in Job where like Job is pretty bummed and uh, rightfully so. <laughs> perpetually uh-huh, bummed. Yeah, perpetually bummed. Good band name. Um, and he, uh, he's sitting around and his friends come and it says that they saw how great his suffering was so they did not say a word to him and they just sat with him for a week. Um, and I think like, of course I think compassion can look like a soft, like gentle conversation. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of where that overlap is. But I think also distinctly from these two other things, compassion is not always active. Mm -hmm. Um, I think compassion can be a very passive thing, not in a Mm -hmm. bad way, but passive in the sense that like sitting with someone on a hard day and just like being next to them is compassionate. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you are sacrificing your time and your emotional energy sometimes um, to be with someone who is like suffering. Um, and I think that's really beautiful. And that's what Jesus does for us. Um, and I think compassion is also like most out of the three about empathy and like mm-hmm. relating with people's suffering because of the suffering of Christ. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only reason we can relate to other people's suffering, mm-hmm. believe it or not, like um, is because of like, because we are in Christ and Christ is in us and Christ experienced the fullness of human suffering Mm. and betrayal and sadness and all the things Mm. we can feel that through him for others and with others. Um, even if it's something so outside of our like context or experience, um, which I think is really cool and like very, for lack of a better word, like mystical and, Mm. and Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about compassion? Yeah, what you were just talking about made me think of this um, reel or interview of a reel that I saw with Kate Bowler. Um, she's an author. She's incredible. And she, in this, talks about, like, what to do instead is say, that sounds so hard. Um, and she says, like, I think you sound sad because that's upsetting. I think you mm. sound mad because that's maddening. Mm. Yeah. And, like, one of the greatest gifts that anyone can offer is to just have someone back your feelings because it's easy mm. to feel confused about, mm-hmm. is this true? Like, do I should I actually feel this mm. way? Um, but one of the greatest things that we can do and in offering compassion, I think, is just saying, like, that sounds upsetting mm-hmm. because it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just sit with it. Mm. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had one of my best friends, like, very much whenever I've been going through a hard time, like, she is the first to be like, your feelings are so valid, Isabel. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they're so valid. Sometimes the enemy is, like, lying and, mm-hmm. like, is making those feelings not real, but, like, they're valid feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that has always just meant the world to yeah. me. To yeah, when I have hard conversations with people, um, I often start with, like, it doesn't help anybody for you to say, I shouldn't feel this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah. serves no one, doesn't serve yourself, doesn't serve me you do feel that way and that's where it starts and ends. Uh Um, And we can work our way out of that feeling and I can like speak truth to it or whatever, but it is not helpful to just say, well, I feel this and I wish I did it Mm -hmm. because what you feel is what you feel. Yeah. We were talking last week with Dr. Wyma about similar things, but like I often say like, oh, it is what it is and then feel bad about saying that. Um, But like it can be like just... Mm -hmm. It yeah. can just suck and it can just like be upsetting. <laughs> For um, sure. And I think 
knowing that for yourself and accepting that for yourself and being okay with saying that for yourself is the first step in like being able to step with others, mm-hmm. like being able to step to others in compassion mm-hmm. um, when they're feeling something and you, there is no pressure for you to be like, like fix their mm-hmm. situation. And like Henry Nowen was saying, like we are doers, we want to like earn our keep um, and like mm-hmm. help people in very tangible ways. But I don't think compassion is an extremely tangible thing. I think by its nature, it's silent and mm-hmm. a little gritty sometimes. And mm-hmm. it just looks like crying or shouting or waiting, waiting with yeah. someone. Yeah. Um, and that's like really hard. And like, we mm-hmm. definitely don't like to do that. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So for kindness, I think it's a little bit maybe the other side of the coin mm-hmm. um, where compassion is a little bit passive. I think kindness is actively, tangibly, generously loving others in the day to day. Um, it's like doing things in mm-hmm. like very simple terms. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. I just see when I think of kindness, I think of like, maybe this is bad. Maybe this is like super churchy of me, but like good deeds, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like say what you will about that and mm-hmm. and think about that but like i do think there's a merit for like yeah like kindness is talking to the stranger in line who looks like they're having a bad day or like paying for someone's groceries mm-hmm. or whatever this and that blah, 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 blah. um like i guess maybe acts of service mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. kindness is tied to that and mm-hmm. tied to um like humility and service yeah mm-hmm. um which is really cool and really mm-hmm. special and i think the way that kindness and compassion overlap with each other. Like after a certain amount of time of sitting with someone, they're like, Hey, can you actually do this for me? Or can mm-hmm. you help me? Or can mm-hmm. you whatever, mm-hmm. um, is a really special thing. Um, so in a way I think compassion leads to kindness, mm-hmm. Yeah. but I don't think for an individual offering either, I don't think kindness can come if there's not first compassion, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And I just came yeah. up with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, I don't even know if I know what kindness looks like until mm. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is it? I don't know. Again, I promise I won't just the whole time point to people on Instagram. But <laughs> Ashley Gad, who I also love from Instagram, mm. she had this incredible post that I'm like, is it? It feels like a lot to say it changed my life, but I think it did. Mm. From October, um, she had just had a miscarriage and a mm. friend texted her and said, checking on you, please ch- choose from the following. One, I pick up your kids anytime after 3.30 and show them a good time through dinner, which would be Chick-fil-A, obviously, mm. and would have takeout brought back to you. Two, I send DoorDash dinner to you. Three, I go to Target today and I can pick up anything you need, drop it at your doorstop and not talk to you at all. And four, I can send prayers and good vibes and you can politely decline any tangible services at this time. Mm. And I was thinking, I don't know what kindness looks like, but when I see that, I'm like, 100% that's, that's kindness. kindness. Yeah. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. it. That's for sure mm. it. Um, and... Huh. She was like, would you believe me if I said this is all the toilet paper in our entire house? <laughs> so <laughs> what actually served her best was her friend to bring toilet paper. And I'm like, that is like so incredibly kind. And I think the people that I know that are kind, I don't know that I always know what it is about them that makes them that way, but it is distinctly different. And the first thing that comes to mind when I think about them. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who's abundantly kind. I think yeah. like there's nothing else that this sounds like really bad, like, because of course this is not like actually true, but like, there's nothing else that I think they are. Like they're Mm. just like the most kind person. Yeah. Um, 
And that's enough. And that's yeah. enough. And and yeah. of course, there's like other things, like so much more to to a person than just one <laughs> attribute, yeah. obviously. But um, I think kindness is so overpowering mm-hmm. to the people receiving or like even just observing it mm-hmm. um, that it like one, like overwhelms them with gratitude mm-hmm. if they're receiving kindness and two, like pushes them to kindness, mm-hmm. um, which is really beautiful. Yeah. Another quote that I, I'm, I have a quote for each of these. Great. I have an Instagrammer. You know. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, um, a man named St. Augustine. He is my favorite. He's super cool. Um, he was one of the church fathers in, in the 400s, I think. Um, either way, he said this about sort of this idea. Um, what does love look like? It has the hands to help others. It has the feet to hasten the poor and needy. It has eyes to see misery and want. It has the ears to hear the sights and sorrows of men. That is what love looks like. Mm-hmm. And I think like doing doing things because you have the eyes to see misery and want and ears to hear sighs and sorrows, like doing things in light of that is kindness. And doing mm-hmm. things like helping others um, mm-hmm. and enabling other people to help others mm-hmm. um, is just like kind. Mm-hmm. My sister has this sweatshirt. It's a Harry Styles sweatshirt, <laughs> uh, like the treat people with kindness one, mm-hmm. and she loves it because like people will ask her about Harry Styles, and then she'll also get to be like, well, yeah, but like I also think it's important to be kind because like the kindest person ever like was mm-hmm. kind to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> come on. She's only she's like she's 17 and she's awesome. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, gentleness now. Gentle, it's gentleness time. Um, <laughs> um, I think that this is the, like, gentleness might be where the rubber meets the road yeah. because I think gentleness is, well, I'll just read, gentleness is graciously caring for others slowly, softly, and our own or their, despite circumstances. You're missing a word. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I think there's a, just a word out of. Yeah. Um, gentleness is graciously caring for others slowly, softly, slowly and softly, like despite their or our own mm-hmm. circumstances. Yeah. I just switched where. Yeah. Yeah. Um, despite what. But I think that is true. I think gentleness is like being kind and compassionate despite frustration and mm-hmm. despite like a hurried like day like just like a busy schedule and despite all of those things and like approaching the situation or conversation very intentionally and like I said like very slowly and softly um and steadily I actually think that's what Mm -hmm. was after the and that maybe got like deleted backspace or forgot (laughs) to put it in who knows (laughs) the mysteries of google docs um but yeah so I, I yeah I really think that's all gentleness is about is mm-hmm. like, like tenderly caring for people. Um, Brennan Manning, an amazing mm-hmm. man, wrote a book called Abba's Child. Yeah. And here's a quote about gentleness. Um, it doesn't sound like it at first. It's a little intense. As we come to grips with our own selfishness and stupidity, <laughs> cool. we, make, <laughs> we, love it. we make friends with the imposter and accept that we are impoverished and broken and realize that if we were not, we would be God. Mm -hmm. The art of gentleness toward ourselves leads to being gentle with others and is a natural prerequisite, that's a hard word, Mm -hmm. for our presence to God in prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that gentleness to self is like the hardest thing 
like Mm -hmm. in the world, like being gracious and gentle, Mm -hmm. like with your mistakes and Mm -hmm. with your shortcomings and even things that you perceive as bad that aren't bad, um, like insecurities and things like that, um, like can be really hard to break out of a a pattern, especially if you were raised in like a certain way, um, where you practice gentleness to yourself. Um, Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about gentleness? (laughs) I think first this one, like if the definition is cares for others slowly and softly, I'm like, whoa, I did not do that. (laughs) Um, Like that is counter what comes naturally to me, Mm. um, which is why we need Jesus, because everything is counter what comes naturally. But um, in terms of practicing it to myself, if I struggle enough, if I struggle that much with it for other people, then like times 1 million do I struggle with it for myself. Mm. I'm trying to climb into my own head and think, I don't even know that it registers to me. Mm. Like, of course I have big expectations for myself. Gentleness doesn't even register. <laughs> like it doesn't even feel like it's anywhere close. Um, and so it, it, it can be tricky to like get outside of myself and remember gentleness towards myself. Right. Yeah. I think like, I do the same thing all the time. And like this thing where like, oh, don't be so hard on yourself. I think is like. I don't know any other way. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's so hard for me. Like (laughs) I I am just so critical of like the things that I do. And I think part of that is because of the like field that I'm in, like of like creating things Mm -hmm. um, and like wanting feedback Mm -hmm. um, that I don't like, like I'm getting better about this, but Mm -hmm. I used to not like ever like take pride in things that I created Mm -hmm. because I would think that because I need feedback from other people and critique from other people, I need to give that to myself as well or else it's like Mm -hmm. dishonest somehow. Um, So like that has been the biggest area of practicing Mm -hmm. gentleness to myself is like the things I make like, hey, this is really good. Mm -hmm. Like kind of like literally, literally talking to myself like when I feel the critic coming out Mm -hmm. like I'm a nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. Who like just brought his dad a painting mm-hmm. um, that is who cannot awful. be destroyed? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to destroy the nine year old. Yeah, yeah, you're not even going to say like, "Oh, buddy, like with more practice, you'll get better." <laughs> yeah, right. Like you might be thinking that, but of course, like I, yeah. I, I don't even think that's true all the time. I think like genuinely, like it's just like when we do things for the Father, like and we bring things to Him. I think sometimes, of course, He's like speaks a harsh word to us, but I think more often than not, if it's not like harmful and bad, right? Mm -hmm. He looks at us and he's like, wow, this is really, really good. Even if like five years later, we look back at it and we're like, what (laughs) in the world? (laughs) That was terrible. Um, And that's gentleness. Yeah. I think our like inability to even talk about it only proves our need for Jesus. Hmm. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Like I can't even Hmm. figure out how to be gentle. And it is so counter what is natural to me. Mm. Like, yeah. obviously, I need God. And I think it's counter to what's natural because it's, like, it is, like, so, it's a slow process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it takes, like, quieting ourselves and not, like, rushing to see results. Um, and that's so counterintuitive of, like, what the world tells us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, like... I've what our very, sin tells us. What are, yeah. yeah. And I've been very achievement driven in the past. And so like gently 
living is like slower and it's it doesn't seem as productive mm-hmm. quote unquote and efficient like, yeah. yeah um and so i think that's why we struggle a lot with it honestly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think um this is kind of about gentleness it's kind of about all three henry now and again has this great quote where he talks about like so he's talking about silence and solitude um which is a spiritual practice of like getting away and shutting mm-hmm. up essentially <laughs> um like inner dialogue or monologue or whatever and like you know, outside noise and stimuli. Um, and which is kind of like what you were saying is about like, it's so hard to like just slow down and like mm. get quiet. Um, so that's what that practice is all about. Anyways, um, in talking about that, specifically solitude, he talks about how like retreating away from the world into ourselves, like allows us to come back to it so much more attuned with like our own brokenness Mm -hmm. and thus so much more attuned with other people's brokenness. Mm. And it reveals to us like the need for compassionate ministry, the need for kind actions Mm. and the need for like gentle words, Mm. um, which is like essentially what he says. It's kind of where it got like this, these three things. Um, Well, and also Colossians anyway. um, (laughs) Yeah. And I think like in terms of just being a person, um, especially being a Christian that is interacting with people all around them that may or may not be Christian. Um, like I think gentleness, kindness, and compassion are a greater apologetic than Mm. any (laughs) five point argument. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think it is very truly fair and true to say that these three things sum up what love is like Mm -hmm. kindness is actively, tangibly, generously loving others. Gentleness is caring for others slowly, softly, and despite circumstances, and compassion is loving others in the middle of their suffering with empathy and understanding. Um, and like all three of those things together come together to form like with, I think, service and humility and patience. And I think those things come alongside of these things um, come together to form like a very fleshed out picture of love. And when we live that intentionally every single day and every single moment, like what does that do to people? Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think that living that way is the only way to do effective ministry at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally, like First Corinthians 13, like if I do all these things but don't have love, like what's it for? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so like the only way that we as followers of Jesus like can have, like can effectively show them who Jesus is, is to do it leading with love mm-hmm. and let that be the motive of everything that we do. And then that opens people up to just the most exciting thing (laughs) in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. There are these two last quotes that I want to read from St. Francis. Do it. Um, He was a monk. In the 1200s. We talked about St. Francis last night. We did. Um, He's got a crazy story. He's cool. It's a little too wacky for the podcast. (laughs) Definitely find me and and talk to me about it if you want to know. It's like, it's super cool. Um, Yeah. um, His story is amazing and I I love him a lot. Um, But he said these two things um, in a book that he wrote um, or in a book that someone wrote about him uh, about like 
what happens when you love people so radically as this? Um, he said, all the darkness in the world cannot extinguish the light of a single candle, and a single sunbeam is enough to drive away many shadows. Mm. Um, which, like, he's saying the same thing, but I think it's two mm-hmm. very different pictures. Like, mm. the world can feel like a really dark place sometimes, but if we're living in a way that is, like, even just, like, a little tiny candle, mm. um, in a have you ever been in, like, a, a large space that's, like, pitch, like, black in there? And then, like, there's, like, a light, mm-hmm. like, somewhere, even mm-hmm. just, like, a small one. I'm literally picturing in my mind, like, a glow stick at a lock-in. <laughs> like, That's real. Yeah. Um, so if you've got that in your head, cool. That's what St. Francis is talking about, I think. <laughs> like, like a, a big—I picture him, like, walking into his chapel at his monastery and, like, seeing one candle lit at the front, and it's, like, 2 in the morning, and he's like, whoa. Like— even from across a giant room, you can still see the smallest little bit of light. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how the world feels sometimes. Yeah. But mm-hmm. also, like, the world feels really dark. And a, like a single sunbeam, just like what seems like a small amount of light, will, like, dispel all mm-hmm. darkness around it. Um, and I, I think, like, this, the power of this sort of love can seem insignificant. Um and it is small and, and sometimes, right? But other times it can seem like very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's powerful both times. But I, mm-hmm. I, what I mean to say is like, we don't always see the power of that. Um, whereas sometimes we do, like with a, a, the sun, like a ray of light. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Hopefully this was helpful. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I guess go and... And be kind to people mm-hmm. and be generous and mm-hmm. compassious. Com- <laughs> compassious. That's a new word. Compassionate and, uh, and gentle. And that's really hard. And mm-hmm. I wish we could talk for like another hour and a half about like practical ways to do mm-hmm. this. But mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. Like I think it's just something you got to figure out mm-hmm. um, for who you are and yeah. for the people that are in your life that mm-hmm. need gentleness and kindness and compassion from you in the very unique way that you can give it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so sorry, no practical steps this time. <laughs> um, tune in next week for some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks. We'll do events thanks, now. Guys. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> See ya. Back, back super quick to say that Isabel didn't cry Ugh. and that I we were wrong. I did. When you were talking about, well, there was tears forming in my eyes when you were talking about how Jesus himself felt the most, um, like, was, wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. how Jesus feels with us. Uh-huh. He literally sits with us when we feel because he's felt okay, it all himself. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Fully God, fully man. Yeah, I, I, I started I to sure. tear up. It, it didn't then. fall. Sorry. I was sure, Because I got it out before. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was going to say Because I got it out crying. on my couch. Anyway, great. whatever, we're going to do it. We still win the bet. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, you still cried about this. Okay, yes, cool. Yeah. The bet against no one, because we all agreed. Uh-huh, yeah. Okay, now Okay, bye for bye. now events for bye, real. Bye, bye. Not bye for real, but events for real. Yeah. Okay. And then so bye yeah. for real. And then bye after that. But we'll <laughs> say bye again. We always do. So And always, as always, we end every episode telling you about events for that week. So happy Friday. Tomorrow we're going apple picking. Hopefully you've already got your ticket. Um, I don't think there are any left. Hopefully you got yours and you are ready to roll for that. 
Saturday, we're playing Family Feud, and we cannot wait. Literally cannot wait. Um, so signups have already closed for that one, but come join us to hang out. Um, and maybe if a family doesn't show up, you can be a family. <laughs> come cheer on spontaneous the people. Moment. Or be a spontaneous family. On Monday, it is National Love Note Day, which is pretty fun. So we have a little card station set up where you can so write a card fun. to a friend. Show speaking some kindness. Of, yeah. Oh. So I say speaking of all of these things, uh-huh. you really can practice it. There's wow. one. Come on, guys. There's, There's an action one, <laughs> one action step for this episode. Love Note Go Day. to Love Note Day and write a card to your bestie. And then on the 28th, we've got Craft Night. So this coming Wednesday, we'll be making up something. Hope you join us for that. 29th, we've got a Take 5. This is a full week. Oh. Take 5. Disney theme Take 5. So fun. Oh, snap. Wow. Saturday, we are going Swamp Rabbit biking. So if you don't know what that means... You can go bike the Swamp Rabbit Trail in Greenville. We always call it Swamp Rabbit Biking, and that's mm-hmm. kind of a weird way to say it. But uh-huh. come bike the trail with us and go to the Saturday Market. It'll be a fun time. I love so I love all things Greenville yeah. Farmer's Market. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. That feels like a really fall week. I know. So it really exciting. does. Yeah. yeah. Went ahead and told you about some things that are after next week's episode so that you can be prepared for all of them. Put them all on your calendar. So, Do it. Hope to see you at everything. Hope that you have a great weekend, and we love you. Bye. Bye. See ya. For real this time. Yeah. Bye for real. (laughs) Popping in with a quick save the date in case you haven't heard yet. Homecoming week is the week of October 24th. It's going to be the most fun and we can't wait. If it's not on your calendar yet, jot it down. October 24th through 29th. Can we plug our own product? Is that an option? (laughs) I think we can. If you're not already reading the 411 every week, it is like the most vital of emails. I really think that you should. It's one of the best ways that you can get connected. It's the way that you can jump in on new things if you haven't tried something yet. So read the 411. With all the love in my heart, read the 411. This might feel a little random to you, but it doesn't to us. Our team really loves the local church. And if you haven't gotten plugged into a local body just yet, here's an open invitation. Ask any of our team if you can go to church with us. We'd love to have you. Just in case you didn't know about this, SGA meetings, which are typically held on Monday nights, are open to all of campus. If you've got a brilliant idea, I'm sure that they would love to hear it. Those meeting details are in the 411, and you can just pop in if you'd like to go. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the AUSA podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, do us a favor and share it with your friends. And if you have any thoughts or questions, you can DM us on Instagram at 8411. Speaking of, to keep up with all things student activities, visit our Instagram at AU411. And if you want to get texts from us, we can send you some reminders. You can text AU411 to 833 We promise no spam, only fun. For more information on events in general outside of just student activities or to RSVP for anything, you can head over to AUNITED. Thanks to the band Tents for our intro song, Insert Some Quarters, and our break music, Champ Call. Special thanks to Anderson University's Makerspace, where we record our episodes, to our guests this week, to the event coordinators that planned the upcoming events, and to everyone who devoted their time, energy, and wisdom to the resources used in this episode. Again, and as always, thanks for listening. See you next time.